from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. We're going to run in the morning menu, probably presented by the Market Diner on 2100 Park Street in Syracuse, New York, in the regional market across from Destiny, USA, the same way that we did for the Coastal Division. You will hear from each of the seven representatives of the ACC's Atlantic Division on today's show inside of the football conference, and then... We will go from what you'll do is you will hear from coaches and players of that respective team. And then after you hear from them, I will go into what they said and kind of do an analysis of what they discussed. So you're going to hear from everyone within that team. And then we will discuss one by one what those what those players and or coaches had to say. So that's how we're going to run it, just like we did in yesterday's show. So Jair Alexander and Lamar Jackson are first uh, from the Louisville Cardinals. You'll hear from Jair, then Lamar, and then I will discuss what they both had to say. So we're going to start off with Jair Alexander and what he has to say about the team. He is a specialist as well as a secondary player, cornerback for the team. And first and foremost with Jair Alexander, First thing that we had to speak out with, what I spoke with him on was what he could say about being back in Charlotte and putting Charlotte on his back when he's playing for Louisville because he came back to Charlotte for the ACC kickoff this year, and he obviously is from Charlotte. So the excitement of that that he had to be back there in front of his hometown, in front of the people that obviously have supported him, and people talk about having their city behind them no matter what, so just what he had to say about that. And it's a very short and sweet answer, yet it is still important for the people to hear what he had to say about uh, wanting to come back, or the opportunity of being back, I should say, in Charlotte and the opportunity of being around people who know him, respect him, and appreciate him and the game he has played. So this is what he had to say about being back in Charlotte. And from Jair Alexander, who's on the defensive side, over to the reigning Heisman champion, Lamar Jackson. Lamar, from me, had the question on speaking with those guys that have stepped up at running back and at wide receiver, knowing he's had some guys move forward from their eligibility, just what he could say about the weapons that are currently on the team this year for the Louisville Cardinals. And this is what the reigning Heisman Trophy winning quarterback Lamar Jackson had to say about that. Uh, 
That one coming from Lamar Jackson, like I said, reigning Heisman Trophy winning quarterback. And I had Lamar Jackson at the beginning of the season. There was a couple games in. I think it was after they played Syracuse. And I said, this is this is my Heisman guy. I mean, I was like, this is the guy that I'm putting in for the Heisman. And I kept that all the way through, and he eventually ended up winning the Heisman. i got to see if I can go two for two this year by going at the beginning of the season and saying who I believe is going to take the Heisman Trophy this year. Lamar Jackson responded to my question, and like I said in today's show, ACC Atlantic Division, every single team, representatives from each, their direct responses to my questions going into the 2017-18 season. And after you hear from each representative of one team, then we'll go to that team and go back and go through what they had to say before we move on to the next. So the Louisville Cardinals, which is an up-and-coming team, very well could be in the is in the top three in my opinion. Wake Forest might have something to say about that this year, but Louisville in the top three of the Atlantic Division could be in the top two and had an opportunity to oust Florida State last year for and be right behind Clemson. So Jair Alexander, cornerback for the team. It feels good to be be back in Charlotte, homecoming all over again. And then he said, I think a few people in here covered me in high school, so thank you all. I appreciate that. So, you know, like I said, it was short and sweet, but at least he remembered. Because when you're the interviewer, you hope that you make a lasting impression that these people know you and they like you and they appreciate you and they consider you part of their support group. They consider you part of their positive posit- positive journey, positivity overall. You know, whenever I interview someone, I want them to stand back and go, wow, I like that Dan Tortora. I talked to him again. And so it was really cool to see Jair Alexander shout out the people that covered him. That was really nice. As far as Lamar Jackson, I asked him about all the weapons he has, and he started first and foremost with Reggie Bonifant, number seven. He said he plays all types of positions running back, quarterback, receiver. He's just a freakish athlete. He does a tremendous job of being coached, getting into position, trying to be the best at it. So big shout-out to Reggie Bonifin, who has played quarterback, running back, and wide receiver. I think he'll be running back-ish this year, but inevitably will probably be involved in some trick plays, maybe with Lamar Jackson, and I think we'll see him as a receiver. Reggie Bonifin, a unsung, an unsung hero in college football in general, and an unsung slash player with how effective he can be running all over the field. So Reggie Bonifant, definite weapon Syracuse has to look out for this year. Jalen Smith, wideout number nine, he ran and torched Syracuse in the Dome last year. Got to watch for uh, watch out for him. And uh, Lamar said, I can't wait to see him out there. A lot of receivers we have. I can't name them all. And then he smirked when he answered me and said, but you're going to have to see for yourself. So he's very excited about what they're about to unveil this season with Louisville. But Reggie Bonifant and Jalen Smith, if they only had those two, I mean, those are some talented guys that are getting ready to go out there and wreak some havoc with a quarterback that still wants to go out there and prove that he is the best, not just the best last year, but that he's the best this year. And people can argue Deshaun Watson, but the Heisman Trophy went to Lamar Jackson. So Lamar has something to fight for and show, you know, was it worth it? Is it worth it to consider him this year as well? 
So, you know, it'll be interesting to see. I think I think Lamar is going to have a good year. Lamar Jackson's one heck of an athlete. Reggie Bonifant, though, so much, so much respect. And Jalen Smith. They are a thorn in Syracuse's side, are they not? So look out for this season with the Louisville Cardinals and what they have coming forward. Speaking of coming forward, next up here on the list are the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. Had an opportunity to speak with head coach Dave Clawson, who's no stranger to the show, as well as defensive end Wendell Dunn and tight end Cam Serenay, who's been a captain seemingly forever. And I'm happy that I finally had an opportunity to speak with him and have him come out to the ACC kickoff. A lot of respect for what he did in the transition. You know, with with, with Dave Clawson working to find his footing as a head coach, Cam Serenay seemed to be the one thing in offense, defense, and special teams combined that Wake Forest could lean on if they needed to lean on something. Then their defense got better, things got better for the team, and they've been able to progress and move forward. And as we move forward here, heading over to the question that I had for Dave Clawson, I said, when you look at your coaching staff, there's been some changes going into this year. Just what he could say about the development of the coaching staff together and their cohesiveness as they head into the fall. Well, I think that's still a little bit of a work in progress. You know, uh, you know one of the, the only downside of having a good year is you know, your coaches are going to get maybe uh, recruited in other places and have other opportunities. And, you know, uh, I certainly am going to miss Mike Elko. I hired Mike when he was 23 years old. He had been with me at Ford and Richmond, Bowling Green, and Wake Forest. Uh, but uh, I think it speaks volumes that when, we, when Mike left, we were able to attract somebody like Jay Sarvell, who had been a, a BCS coordinator in Minnesota, had a top 25 defense, and was very highly regarded. Um, I said this a year ago, uh, that I view our program always as somewhat developmental. And we have recruited specifically for a defensive system that we run. So when Mike left, I did not want to blow up the system and start over. You know, we recruited to be a 4-2-5. And the reason Jay was such an attractive candidate is in Minnesota they ran a combination of a 4-2-5 and a 4-3. So we weren't misplacing personnel when he got there. And he's going to do things a little bit different. He's got his wrinkles, the way he likes to do things on third down. And we'll bring his personality to our defense. But the base structure of what we do is going to be very similar because that's what fits our personality. That coming from Dave Clawson, Wake Forest Demon Deacons head coach. And we move on to the defensive side of the ball to Wendell Dunn and what, what this defensive end can say about having a new defensive coordinator and learning under that defensive coordinator what his takeaways have been thus far with a new D.C. in town. Um, having a new defense, you know, I was kind of skeptical about it at first. But Coach Lovell came in and made everybody extremely comfortable. He had a meeting with us. He had a meeting with us and told us everything. We, we've been in uh, the new defense for some time now. It's, just, it's going pretty well. We're excited about it. And from the defensive side of the ball to the offensive side, Cam Serenay, like I said, longtime captain and a longtime player that the team could lean on. A bright spot a couple seasons ago when they struggled against Syracuse at home was Cam Serenay catching a touchdown pass in the middle of the end zone. Cam Serenay, speaking of catching touchdown passes, he's had two quarterbacks to catch him from. That is 
John Walford and Kendall Hinton. He has had a two-headed quarterback for a long time. I asked him on navigating. I, I spoke with him on navigating through the two-quarterback system and what he's taken away from both of his quarterbacks, John John Walford as well as Kendall Hinton, and this is what he had to say. Yeah, That coming once again from Cam Serenay on John Walford and Kendall Hinton, the longtime two-headed quarterback at Wake Forest. So with that being said, let's go back to Dave Clawson and analyzing Wake Forest and what he could say about the coaching staff and their cohesiveness as there's been so many changes. He said, well, I think it's still a little bit of a work in progress, which is understandable. He did go back and say that he's certainly going to miss Mike Elko. Now, he lost a bunch. But Mike Elko was spoken about specifically. I hired Mike when he was 23 years old. He's been with me at Fordham, Richmond, Bowling Green, and Wake Forest. But I think it speaks volumes that when Mike left, we were able to attract somebody like Jay Savell, who had been a BCS coordinator at Minnesota, had a top 25 defense, and was very highly regarded. So that's obviously something that he feels is a win. Sad to see Mike Elko go because he's been with Mike for so long. But to have Jay Savell come in and say, listen, this guy's had success at Minnesota. He's been a bright spot in Minnesota. And now we have him. And not only do we have him, but Wake Forest seems to be a forgotten school when it comes to football. Yet here we are with a guy like Jay Savell who wanted to come and wanted to coach on our team. So it says something about where Wake Forest stands right now and where they're heading, according to Dave Clawson. And then he said that he views his program as always somewhat developmental. And we have recruited specifically for a defensive system that we run. So when Mike Elko left, I didn't want to blow up the system and start over. We recruited to be a 4-2-5. And the reason Jay was such an attractive candidate is that Minnesota, they ran a combination of a 4-2-5 and a 4-3. So we weren't misplacing personnel when he got here. That is something that I think is great. You know, because Syracuse had an overhaul change in their defense. It looked very different. It felt different and wasn't as effective. This year, maybe it's a bonding of both. Maybe it's a little chameleon. Whatever it is, it's got to be better than last year's defense. In the case of Dave Clawson, very smart coach in saying, hey, you know, because in the case of Syracuse, they switched head coaches. In the case of Dave Clawson, he switched defensive coordinators. And into switching defensive coordinators, he had an opportunity to go just get the best guy out there or get somebody who fits what he was trying to do. So he made a lot of sense. He's like, listen, I don't want to waste all these years I had recruiting kids. Why am I going to – I recruited all these kids to be 425. I'm going to bring them all in, and now they're all here, and they got to learn something totally different. And they could be ousted by true freshmen and redshirt freshmen because I have a new defense coming in that they could pick up on quicker than the veteran guys. That's not what happened. He said, I'm going to take somebody who knows what I run. I'm going to bring him in so that the people that I've spent the time recruiting are not going to be upset with me and want to transfer, and I'm not going to have wasted my time teaching them the 425. Very smart because I think Dave Clawson is a smart co coach that doesn't get a lot of credit. And like I said, he got hired when Schaefer got hired. And I said, Dave Clawson and Scott Schaefer, one of those guys is going to be successful, if not both depending on how long they get on the team that they have. Syracuse let go of Schaefer. 
I have nothing against Dino Babers. I'm just stating the obvious. Syracuse let, let go of Scott Schaefer when he was on the cusp of, I think, doing something really special because he was, he was, him and his staff were amazing recruiters. And you want to know, is that true? Okay. Well, how about this? Tim Lester's the head coach of Western Michigan right now. He was the quarterback's coach in OC. Joe Adams at St. Anselm is a head coach. DeAndre Smith is the running back's coach at North Carolina. And the list goes on. So, with that being said, Dave Clawson was given time, and he started to bear fruit last season. I think he might bear more fruit this season. So he said he's got his wrinkles, the way he likes to do things on third down, will bring his personality to our defense, but the base structure is going to be similar because that's what fits our personnel. He is a player's coach in the sense of, I don't want to create a defense and make our personnel fit the defense I want to play. I want to take what I have as my personnel and make a defense that they can be the best at. So it's a personnel-run defense as opposed to a defense shoved down the throat of the personnel. Smart. Wendell Dunn on having a new defensive coordinator in Jay Saval, he said, I was kind of skeptical about it at first, but Coach Saval came in, made everybody extremely comfortable. He had a meeting with us, told us everything, and we've been in the new defense for some time now. And he said he's excited about it. So Wendell Dunn, defensive end of the team, said, Listen, I don't know how I felt about having a new defense, a new defensive coordinator. So I, I went from skeptical in the beginning to being excited about it right now. I would say that's already a win for Jay Savell. Cam Serenay about the two quarterbacks. He said, We have two great quarterbacks in John and Kendall, and they both bring positives to the table. we got to work with both of them equally and stay with them both and support them. At the end of the day, whoever's the best man will come out on top and will support them 100%. So, Cam Serenay, a lot of you would say is a political answer, but it's how he feels. He literally said, listen, I have Kendall Hinton and I have John Walford. I'm going to love them up, be with them both, do the best I can do, give them all I got, and when Coach picks one of them, we're going to back that guy 100% because that's how a team is successful. You can't be successful saying, well, I'd rather have this quarterback and then coach put this guy in because then you get lost in the shuffle and ultimately it's going to affect your game. So Cam Serenay, like I said, people call it coach speak. People call it, you know, the, the politically correct answer, this, that, and the other. I call it how he feels. That's how he thinks of the quarterbacks. He's going to support them both until coach picks one. If you're a tight end who's only comfortable with one of your quarterbacks and has come out and not had support for one of them, guess what? If coach picks that one, you're not getting the ball thrown your way, and you're not excelling. So you'd be crazy to not be supportive of both as long as they're both going out there working hard and giving the best they can for the team. And inevitably, hopefully, there will be a season this season where there's one quarterback chosen for Wake Forest. But if not, they have found success with doing it, and they had success last year. This is a wake-up call, Fast Break. 
Carvel DeWitt. It's what happy tastes like. Do you know why? Because we make ice cream. Creamy, rich, flavorful ice cream. Not yogurt or ice milk like some of our competitors. Ice cream. Fresh, by hand, daily. For the calorie conscious, we have something new for you. Our new Carvelite. Same great flavor, creaminess, and texture of our regular ice cream with only 35 calories an ounce. So whether you want an ice cream cake, flying saucer, dasher, carvalanche, hard or soft ice cream, we will satisfy your craving with our fresh, handmade, regular, or new Carvelite ice cream. Carvel DeWitt. It's what happy tastes like. Clothing that will change with you without you having to change. DrySigLady.com, D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G, Lady.com. With the Bamboo Line Relaxed Fit Clothing, as well as the Athletic Fit Clothing, DrySigLady.com is fit for any woman, any time of the day, anywhere. Whatever you're doing, whatever your day commands of you, command yourself to feel comfortable in DrySig Lady Apparel. D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G, Lady.com. For all the women out there, feel good in what you're wearing. And don't feel like you have to constantly change throughout the day. Whether you're a stay-at-home mom, a business owner, going for a jog, going for a meeting, or just relaxing at home, DrySigLady.com is the right fit for you. D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G, Lady.com. This is Lawrence Papaleo, licensed real estate salesperson for Gilbo Realty. Call our home office at 315-752-9513. Or better yet, call or text me directly at 315-748-2524. Let me ask you a question, Lawrence. If I needed you to help me buy a house, find the right place, could you help me do that? Joe, I'll help you find your dream home. You don't ever say my name on the radio, never. If I needed to sell a house, could you help me go about that the right way? Yes, yes I can. How do they get a hold of you? Call me directly at 315-748-2524. But you also do the commercial property. So if I got a business, couple businesses, got to take one here, move it over there, do this, do that. Are you going to help me buy and sell my commercial property also? Yes, sir. I like that. I like that. What's my name again? I have no idea. Absolutely. But they need to know your name. So give it one more time. This is Lawrence Papaleo, licensed real estate salesperson for Gilbo Realty. My phone number is 315-748-2524. Why don't you tell them your name one more time and that number so we can jot it down. This is Lawrence Papaleo. Call me or text me directly at 315-748-2524. The Market Diner prides itself on bringing the local community fresh ingredients that are better than going elsewhere. Open for breakfast, served all day, lunch and dinner with daily specials. The Market Diner is located at the Regional Market on Park Street, right across from Destiny, USA. For takeout, call 315-474-5247. The Market Diner. Local. Fresh. Better. Going over to Boston College and starting with Steve Adazio, the head coach of the team, I asked him to speak on Darius Wade, his quarterback, and somebody who I followed all throughout his recruitment and continue to follow today. I said Darius Wade and his adversity going through injury, having to wait his turn, and now having it in front of him once again, what he can say about how he's handled the whole stretch, how Darius Wade has gone through everything, and this is what Steve Adazio had to say. I mean, Darius has, has really grown up, and he's had, it hasn't been easy, you know. Um, he had his opportunity, and unfortunately, that was the year in game two where he you know, broke his leg and ankle. 
Florida State before we even ever got started. Never didn't have another quarterback. And uh, and it really is taking Darius, quite frankly, when you really look back on it, that injury was pretty big physically and emotionally. And you know, I see in Darius this spring and this summer what I thought we would see, you know, his his really emerged physically and mentally and and is, is prepared to compete as an elite quarterback in this conference. And uh, and I'm happy for him, you know, and uh, he had a lot to overcome with all of that, you know, and uh, I don't think, you know, anybody, including us or he, realized the impact of that injury on a young guy at that stage. That coming once again from Steve Adazio, head coach of the Boston College Eagles, longtime rival of the Syracuse Orange, and will play Syracuse inside the Carrier Dome for the last home game of the season here in 2017. Moving on to the defensive side and defensive end who's also played linebacker, hybrid type of player, Harold Landry, another guy that I covered during his recruitment, and he was recruited by Syracuse and Boston College, ultimately choosing Boston College and leading the ACC in sacks last year. National leader in sacks, and that's where we go. Leading the nation in sacks, what he could say about sky's the limit for this year, and what he's putting on himself and putting on the defense as a whole for the year. And this is what Harold Landry had to say in response to my question. Uh, I think we can have an amazing season this year on defense. Uh, the chemistry our defense has, you know, uh, specifically with like, my senior class uh, leading the defense this year. Uh, we have so much chemistry. Uh, we all have one common goal, which is go and dominate. Uh, we want to go three and out as much as we can. Uh, you know, to get off as many chances as they can uh, as they want so they can get the rhythm going so they can uh, start clicking in every game. Uh, I think we have a chance for a special season. Uh, like Coach said, we have a great schedule. Uh, ninth ranked our schedule in college football. We have an opportunity this year uh, to showcase how good we really are. Uh, and I think our defense is more than prepared. Our coaches do a great job in the offseason, offseason training and preparing us for each game when it comes to film and practices and stuff. So yeah, I think, uh, I think we have an opportunity to have a great season. Uh, we're definitely working towards that. And from Harold Landry on the defensive side over to John Baker, the center on the team for the Boston College Eagles, what he could say about his time with Coach Adazio and what he's taken away from Coach Adazio and his leadership on this team. And this is what John had to say. Uh, you know, my coming up on four years at BC, uh, I've learned a great deal from Coach Adazio and Coach Friday and kind of in tandem, um, both as a player and as a man. You know, they've taught me a lot how to handle myself on and off the field. And as a player, I don't think you can find a better team of coaches that are in the field as an offensive player in the country. Once again, that coming from John Baker, center of the Boston College Eagles. And to go back through what each of these representatives of the Boston College Eagles had to say in response to my questions heading into the 2017-18 season, I want to go back to Steve Adazio. Actually, you know what? I'm going to go out of order for this one because I want to, I want to go to the Steve Adazio one in just a second here. John Baker and what he had to say about Coach Adazio. He said, I'm coming up on four years at B.C., Learned a great deal from Coach Adazio and Coach Fry, kind of in tandem as a player and as a man. They've taught me a lot how to handle myself on and off the field. I love that he said this. I don't think you could find a better team of coaches that are going to develop you as an offensive lineman in the country than Boston College. Huge statement for a guy like Steve Adazio, who's always passionate about his players, passionate about his team, passionate about their future, their present, their past, and to hear somebody be passionate about him 
is something that you know I personally and professionally can appreciate because I've been around Steve for a long time, and Steve obviously having ties to Syracuse for fans that remember him back in the day. Harold Landry, defensive end of the team, somebody who I've covered for a very long time, heck of a kid, and a hardworking kid. He said, I think we can have an amazing season this year on defense, chemistry on defense, specifically with my senior class leading the defense this year. We have so much chemistry. One common goal is to go out and dominate. Boston College has never shied away from that. We want to go three and out as much as we can to give the offense as many chances as we can. And then he said, I think we have a chance for a special season. Like Coach Adazio said, we have a great schedule, ninth-ranked, hardest schedule in college football. Uh, we have an opportunity this year to showcase how good we really are, and I think our defense is more than prepared. So he mentions that once again. And the coach is doing a great job in the offseason, definitely working toward having a good season. Harold Landry leading the nation in sacks last season, this season, looking to do it again, I'm sure, and maybe a little bit more. Harold Landry, heck of a kid, heck of a player. I really do hope, I hope the absolute best for Harold Landry. Pleasure, pleasure to speak with. Steve Adazio, Darius Wade. Darius Wade and Harold Landry were two guys that I heavily covered in their recruitment, as I had stated. So with that being said, and having time around these guys, you know, or had time speaking with these guys, I should say, it has been very meaningful for me to keep in touch with them and to see them be successful. So, uh, Steve Adazio said Darius Wade has really grown up. It hasn't been easy. He has had his opportunity. Unfortunately, that was the year in Game 2 where he broke his leg and ankle against Florida State before we even got started and didn't have another quarterback. And he said, you know, the injury was big physically and emotionally. I see in Darius in spring and summer what I thought we would see. He's really emerged physically and mentally and he's prepared to compete as an elite quarterback in this conference of the ACC. He said he's had a lot to overcome. I don't think anybody, including us or he, realized the impact of that injury on a young guy at that stage. And I know he's been through a lot. I know Darius has been through a lot. And he's here today to talk about it. He's here today to work to be successful through it all. And I have nothing but respect for the work that Darius Wade has put forward. And Steve Adazio, like I said, he loves to coach him up, talk up his players, and get the best out of them. It's good to hear him talk strongly about Darius Wade again, and it's good to see Darius have another opportunity to be the starting quarterback of the team. With no offense to any other quarterback on the team, it's just really good to see this opportunity come back his way because it was kind of taken away from him from something out of his control. We'll take a fast break, and we'll swing back around with more from the ACC's Atlantic Division. Answers to my questions directly heading into the 2017-18 season. This is a wake-up call. Fast break. Hi, this is Domenico Vitali, owner of Giovanni's Formalware, where you look great and feel even better with our renowned tailoring and alteration services on any suit or any tuxedo from anywhere. Call 315-455-8729. That's 315-455-8729. Stop in locally on Route 11 in North Syracuse next to the Ponderosa Plaza where you can choose your style, get fitted, and tailored, all at Giovanni's Formalware.
I'm George Townsend of Honda City with some good advice when buying a new car. The true cost of owning a new car is determined by the appraised value when you trade it. No vehicle appraises higher than a Honda. Next, look for low APRs and deep discounts. You also want low maintenance costs and great fuel economy. That's why my advice to you is to buy a new Honda. Looking pre-owned, visit our Honda Certified Used Car Center. Honda City, 7140 Henry Clay Boulevard, Liverpool, or hondacity-cny.com. It would be a pity if you don't shop For all of us that have always wanted our favorite restaurant to come to us, it's now a reality in Central New York with It's a Utica Thing, with Utica Pizza Company bringing their wonderful recipes that they've handed down through generations to you, to your events, to your business, to your home. It's a Utica Thing, proudly bringing Utica Pizza Company on wheels to your location. Call 315-738-8946. That's 315-738-8946 to bring Utica Pizza Company to your doorstep with It's a Utica Thing. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. As we go through the morning menu, proudly presented by the Market Diner on 2100 Park Street in Syracuse, New York, in the regional market across from Destiny, USA, and the home of the Dan Tortora special, my spin on the breakfast sandwich, Bacon, egg, and cheese on a Belgian waffle. It is amazing. Go out there and get yours today. Thank you to so many who have gone out in droves and gotten this sandwich. The amount of support we've gotten for this sandwich is uncanny. I love it. I appreciate it. And I hope that you bring your family out to grab one today. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner, it is available Monday through Saturday. And on Sunday, they close at 2.30. So make sure you pop in before then. And get yourself the Dan Satora special bacon, egg, and cheese inside of a Belgian waffle. My spin on the breakfast sandwich. And there is nothing like it. Imitation is the highest form of flattery, but at the end of the day, it's still imitation. Make sure you go out to the Market Diner and get the Dan Satora special. Continuing here in the morning menu with the Atlantic Coast Conference. You have heard from the likes of inside of this Atlantic Coast Conference Atlantic Division. You've heard from Louisville as well as Wake Forest and Boston College. We now proudly head to NC State and head coach Dave Doran first and foremost. In my question to him on speaking a little bit further on Jalen Samuels, the all-purpose back, and being that he's so versatile, what he can do for the offense that now does not feature Matt Days. Matt Days, who for two seasons in a row was setting up to have a great year and then would get hurt and now had an opportunity this past season to have a great year when he was healthy, and he did so. He moved forward to be on the Cleveland Browns, and he was the second-to-last draft pick. And I think that he's going to do some good things. I honestly believe he can make it in the NFL. I believe that Matt Days can make it in the NFL, and that's no BS, as always. I'm telling you how I feel. He is a steal. He would have been a steal in in the fourth round, third round. So I'm happy that he made it. I'm happy that he got an opportunity. Maybe it took so long because of the fact that he's gotten injured in the past more than once. But ultimately, Matt Days is one heck of a bruising back, and I'm excited to see him in the NFL. Without him, the team moves forward with guys like Jalen Samuels. And I asked Dave Doran, like I said, having a versatile player like Jalen Samuels, what can he do for the offense without Matt Days? Well, I think there's 271 touches Matt Days had last year, and uh, 40 
put something through the air, the rest on the ground. And so that's a lot of opportunity right there for Jason Aaron and the other guys that I just mentioned and uh, for Coach Drinkwitz and his staff to figure out where the ball goes. Obviously for Jason, you know, I mean, you'd love to see him having the ball in his hands as many times as you can and not having that there creates that void for him and others to take advantage of. Then coming from Dave Doran, the head coach of the NC State Wolfpack, and moving on to his defensive side of the ball, Bradley Chubb speaking on the decision to come back to NC State. Why was it the right thing for him to do at this point in his career, and what does it mean to play for the Wolfpack? And this is what Bradley Chubb had to say in one of my best responses I've ever gotten of any question, one of the best, most quotable statements I've ever gotten. In 14 years, Bradley Chubb. Here he is. Oh, it means everything. This year, first means everything to me. Uh, Coach Jordan, I met him when I was 17 years old. Um, at, at a time where I didn't think I was going to play college football because I was, you know, so just an uh, injury that I had to previously. But um, it, this university has made me into the man I am today. I'm thankful for it every day. And um, when they talk about the decision, the, um, I just pray to God and just talk to my family the most. I just felt like it was the best thing for me at the time, and I'm still 100% behind that decision. Uh, nobody could, could sway my head into you know, one way or another because I, I feel like when I pray to God that he, he put me in this position right now, and I feel like that's, I can't doubt God. And so just coming back here, I'm just excited to see what we do as a team and just excited for the season. And like I said, one of my favorite quotes of all time, and we will go back to it right after we finish up and wrap up NC State. Jalen Samuels, all-purpose back. What he had to say not only about himself, but also about the talent that he has with him, with Naheem Hines, both of them offensively and being versatile, how they could play off each other and really become a dangerous offense this year for NC State. coming from Jalen Samuels, all-purpose back of the Wolfpack once again. Going back to Dave Doran and what he had to say in response to my question, 271 touches Matt Days had last year and 40 through the air. The rest on the ground. Lots of opportunities out there for Jay Sam, Jalen Samuels, and the other guys that he had mentioned, he said. Coach Drinkwitz and his staff figure out where the ball is going to go. Obviously, for Jay Sam, you'd love to see him having the ball in his hands as many times as you can, and not having Matt there creates that void for him and others to take advantage of. So, it looks like Jalen Samuels is going to be a big part of this offense. He is another one of those guys that, like a Reggie Bonifin, but Reggie, Reggie Bonifin, I give him a lot of credit. He's played all over the place. Jay Sam, somebody who you could see in multiple places, running back, wide receiver. It'll be exciting to see him in the offense this year. I think he's going to have some fun as far as with him and Naheem Hines as well. And that's what he had to say. We have a lot of versatility that we could bring to the table. Me and Naheem Hines, a lot of the same kind of skill sets, being able to move out of the backfield, catch the pass, go in the backfield, run the ball. He said it's going to be scary for defenses to prepare for them this season. Syracuse is one of those defenses. And Bradley Chubb, what, did it mean, what does it mean to play for the Wolfpack? It means everything. 
He said, this university means everything to me. He met Dave Doran when he was 17 at a time when he didn't think he was going to play college football because he was coming off an injury that happened to him. He said, this university made me into the man I am today, and I'm thankful for it every day. When you talk about the decision, I just prayed to God. I just talked to my family the most. I felt like it was the best thing for me at the time, and I still am 100% behind the decision. Nobody could sway my head one way or another because I feel when I prayed to God that he put me in this position, and I feel that I can't doubt God. I can't doubt God. One of the best quotes I've ever, ever received. And like I said, I know that people listen to my show believe in all different things or don't believe in stuff and this, that, and the other. And I know there's people that listen to the show that believe in God. I will never tell you what to do. I will never tell you who to believe in. I will never tell you that you have to have all the same ideals and values and thoughts that I have because I don't like being around those people. I would never, ever tell you to do that. What I will say is I openly, freely, and completely believe, respect, and appreciate God and love God. And it's good to hear it come out of the mouths of a player who has so many eyes on him and an opportunity to affect change positively in this world. It is great to see a representative that has such a spotlight be able to cast some of that onto God, a lot of it onto God, and to not be afraid to do it. So... I just want to say thank you to Bradley Chubb for that. Bradley is is one of my one of my favorites when you look at, you know, I'm an impartial broadcaster. It doesn't matter where I grew up and what I did. You know, there's guys that I really honestly love to talk with and, and love to see out there on the field. And one of the guys that I really, really appreciate being around recently here is is the man, is is Mr. Bradley Chubb. So I'm looking forward to what he could do. I'm excited about what he'll do this season, and I'm excited about him in the NFL, and I hope that he continues to keep that passion and that hope and that belief alive his entire life because the world desperately needs help from people anywhere at any time to keep the you know keep this world on, on its axis, to keep it moving in the right direction. So a big shout-out to Bradley Chubb and everybody who's out there trying to do good in this world and spread spread good words spread positivity as opposed to all the other garbage that gets spread around the world so i'm not focused on the trash i'm focused on the positivity and i want to thank people like bradley chubb for making me focus on what's important and what matters from nc state we head over to a team that they almost defeated if they had just made that field goal instead the game went into overtime and went in favor of the clemson tigers the reigning national champions. And we're going to start things off with Christian Wilkins, defensive tackle on the team. Christian, what he can say about not only himself, but also about Dexter Lawrence on the interior of the Clemson Tigers defensive line, how dangerous he is with Dexter Lawrence next to him in this upcoming 2017 season with the Clemson Tigers. They're all 
that coming once again from Christian Wilkins, defensive tackle of the Clemson Tigers, speaking on himself, and fellow interior defensive lineman Dexter Lawrence. Then moving over to the offensive line and their side of the ball with Tyrone Crowder and what Tyrone had to say about not only himself, but three starters returning on the offensive line. What he can say about the veteran leadership and having been through the trenches last year en route to a national championship, what it means to him to have himself as a starter and three other returners, four out of five offensive linemen from the national championship Clemson Tigers team are back. What does that mean, according to Tyrone Crowder? This is what he had to say. Uh, just, just And to go back and analyze this a little bit, once again, that coming from offensive guard Tyrone Crowder of the Clemson Tigers. When we look back on this and look back on these moments as they head forward into another run in a national championship, I want to get back to Tyrone in just a second, but I want to head over to Christian Wilkins, what he said about him and Dexter Lawrence. He said, we both have a lot of potential, and we both haven't reached our fullest potential yet as football players. Good sign for Clemson and Clemson fans. He said, I'm pushing him, he's pushing me. Everybody else on the D-line, Clay, Austin, all the other Power Rangers on the D-line, I'm pushing them to be the best. I love this quote. Bradley Chubb quotes about God, awesome. Christian Wilkins calling the members of the D-line the Power Rangers. Priceless. Love it. Love it. I will use it all season long. Tyrone Crowder saying, uh, just having been there before brings a lot of experience, and we know what to expect. We have guys like Mitch Hyatt, Taylor Hearn, and just keep on going, and we take these younger guys under our wing. Very short and sweet, but the fact of the matter is Clemson has four of their five starters back on their offensive line, including guard Tyrone Crowder. That, in and of itself, is a huge, huge boost and should make many a Clemson Tiger fan happy as they head into the upcoming 2017-18 season. We're going to take a step aside here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. When I come back, we'll head into the rest of the Atlantic Division of the ACC Atlantic Coast Conference coverage on today's broadcast in the morning menu, proudly presented by the Market Diner. So coming up right after this fast break, you'll hear from these great companies that I'm very, very proud to work with. And then after that, we will move forward into a discussion of Florida State, the Seminoles, and of course your Syracuse Orange to round out the Atlantic Division of the ACC. You have already heard from the likes of Louisville, Wake Forest, Boston College, NC State, and Clemson. The last two, Florida State and Syracuse, coming up right after this. This is a wake-up call, Fast Break. Gear up with the real deal at Dreising Apparel. 
creating what people are going to see and learn about you before they even meet you. Gear up for what you need for your team, business, or event. To look professional, look good, and feel good, outfit yourself at drysigapparel.com. That's D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G apparel.com. The only place to gear up with the real deal. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, is located on 3680 Milton Avenue in the Home Depot Plaza. It is your family-friendly sports bar and restaurant. Folks, some sports bars aren't family-friendly. Some family-friendly restaurants are not sports bars. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, is proud to be both. It is that marriage that you've been looking for for years. The Wildcat Sports Pub is your home base for your sports bar and restaurant needs, games for the kids, indoor and outdoor activities, and enough things on the menu to come back every single week and get to try something new. They're open Sundays from noon to 8 p.m., Monday through Wednesday, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m., and Thursday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to midnight. For reservations and party information, call 315-487-2222 for the Wildcat family-friendly sports pub and restaurant. What's the universal language of a fan? Clapping your hands. With Fan Hands, the ultimate sports fan accessory, find your team color, slip them on, and start cheering on your favorite team with 11 different colors always in stock on FanHands.com, where you'll find the ultimate sports fan accessory. Real fans wear Fan Hands. The Pennant Trophy Center on 111 East Willow Street in Syracuse, New York, has been making memories for Central New York for over 60 years. It has the trophies for your teams, and when you walk in there, it's so much more than just that. When you walk into the Pennant Trophy Center, you are immersed in the reality that anything can be customized, anything can be engraved, whether it's for your anniversary, your wedding, your bar mitzvah, your birthday party, whatever you want to do with that memory, that watch from grandpa, or that bracelet from mom, or that wedding ring that's been passed down through your family. If you want to get something engraved with a memory to last a lifetime, the Pennant Trophy Center, 111 East Willow Street in Syracuse, New York, where memories are made and where memories last a lifetime. Hi, this is Sal Lamedico, owner and operator of Sal's Pizza and Restaurant, 41 East Genesee Street in the village of Baldwinsville. We're family-owned and operated since 2002. We take pride in customer service and quality of food. Where it's paramount, we don't choose between both. We offer carry-out, delivery, and catering. Or you can bring your family and friends in and enjoy friendly staff and comfortable atmosphere. Trivia is offered once a week, every Wednesday from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Call us at 315-638-8505 or visit us online at salspizzabville.com. We're here at Sal's Pizza Restaurant. We're more than pizza. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. The live feed is MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. And you can pick up that live feed by going to WakeUpCallDT.com's homepage or going directly to the feed. 
Thank you to everybody that's listened to the show. We appreciate it so, so very much. Very happy to be a part of this live experience, courtesy of MixLR.com, backslash DT. hard work, and, of course, God first and foremost. So, big thanks for that, and I appreciate that very much. Very happy to be here with you, and I thank you for being a part of today's show. And I thank you for being a part of all the shows that you've been a part of. Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, right here on WakeUpCallDT.com, as well as MixLR.com, backslash WakeUpCallDT. In this part of the morning menu, proudly presented by the Market Diner on 2100 Park Street, in Syracuse, New York, in the regional market, across from Destiny, USA, it is an honor and a privilege to continue to bring with you the direct responses from my questions posed to the representatives of the Atlantic Coast Conference Atlantic Division. The ACC's Atlantic Division, which is comprised of Florida State, Clemson, Boston College, Louisville, NC State, Wake Forest, and Syracuse. We've gone through all but two. We now reside with Florida State, the Florida State Seminoles. You're going to hear from quarterback DeAndre Francois as well as safety Derwin James. But before we go there... We are going to go to the head coach of the Florida State Seminoles, somebody I respect and I appreciate. Always a pleasure to speak with, and that is Mr. Jimbo Fisher. Jimbo Fisher with a team this year that has high hopes, as they always do, per usual, I should say. And we'll start here with my question to Jimbo Fisher on the mental toughness for DeAndre Francois. What he can say about DeAndre's mental toughness and how he saw him handle adversity through games and throughout the season last year when DeAndre was a rookie. I think I, that's the thing that we all are, the guys are so talented, they come in and they think of all the physical things making the right read, but at the end of the day, the ability to compete and learn how to compete and learn how to process the game and move on from these situations and take the physical part of the game and understand you're going to get hit, you're going to get pounded, and you're going to have to come back to that. So you're, you're the quarterback. No matter how you feel, what you do, you've got to understand it. And I think that was something we worked on hard on a key body and totally. He allowed, what I love about DeAndre, he allows himself to be coached and allows you to take those steps with him. And I think our team gained tremendous respect for him. I mean, you go back and you research him on third down, him in the red zone, uh, him on uh, fourth quarter drives, five of them took us back to four of them we won, one of them we gave up the lead, but he took us back to prison and made those drives as a freshman in key moments, understanding key, understanding how to win, how to play in big moments. I thought it was outstanding in what he accomplished. I think our team understood that. Now I think they have such respect for him that they understand when he says things and does things, they respond. He's doing a great job of you know, communicating to his teammates and getting them to come along with him. And I'm uh, just very proud of developing these men. And, 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 uh, he's fun to coach. From Jimbo Fisher over to Derwin James. I know Jimbo spoke on DeAndre Fran Francois, but we're saving that one till last here for Florida State. We'll head over to the defensive side. Safety Derwin James. Just can't, what he can say about having to watch from the sideline with an injury last season and what it did for him to go through that adversity and make him hungry for a season like this one coming up. And this is what Derwin had to say. going back to the conversation 
on DeAndre Francois. I thought it was only fair for Francois to speak on himself after I asked Jimbo to give his thoughts on the mental toughness of DeAndre Francois. I asked him about having some losses on offense at skill positions, what he can say about some of the guys that have stepped up in the spring and some of the weapons that he has top of mind as they move forward into fall camp. takeaways from last season that help establish you as a better player going into this year? Um, just learning from my mistakes, um, not making the same mistake twice. Um, you know, understand that I'm not perfect. Um, focusing on the next play, understanding that the most important play is the next play. And, um, that, and understanding that mistakes are going to happen. And as long as I continue to work hard and correct those mistakes, it's not hard track. That coming from DeAndre. Francois of the Florida State Seminoles and going back to Jimbo Fisher now that you've heard from the three representatives heading into the 2017-18 season going back to Jimbo Fisher and what he had to say about DeAndre Francois guys are so talented when they come in they think of all the physical things making the reads but at the end of the day the ability to compete and learn how to compete and learn how to process the game and move on from these situations and take the physical part of the game and understand you're going to get hit, get pounded, and you're going to have to come back from. There's no excuse. You're the quarterback. No matter how you feel, what you do, you've got to understand that. And I think that's something we worked on hard. I thought he bought in totally. And then he said what he loves about DeAndre Francois is that he allows himself to be coached, allows you to take steps with him, and I think our team gained tremendous respect for him. You go back and reserve him on third down, red zone, fourth quarter drives, and then five of the fourth quarter drives. He said four of them we won, one of them we gave up a lead, but he took us back and made those drives as a freshman in key moments, winning four of five fourth quarter drives, and then mentioning him on third down and in the red zone. I mean, we're talking about a freshman. We're talking about a freshman quarter. This is the thing about Florida State. Their fourth-string quarterback could start somebody, some, somewhere. Fourth-string quarterback could start somewhere. I mean, you look at quarterbacks that have gone up against Syracuse that are from Florida State. I mean, these guys can literally, they can all play. I remember being on campus with my buddy Evan, and there was a golf cart that went by. It was after the game. And he was like, oh, my God. He's like, that's awesome. And I said, what? He goes, that was DeAndre Francois. He was like the number one quarterback target. He's like, he just drove by because he was visiting Florida State. And he was like, yeah, he's like, you just saw, like, a number one prospect going by you right now. And I was like, yeah. And I said, he'll probably be the starting quarter. I mean, I had that notion. And so as soon as I heard DeAndre Francois from him, Florida State, I was like, right. So I'm looking at the future starting quarterback of Florida State. And essentially, we got exactly that. It's not essentially. We did. We got that. DeAndre Francois, starting quarterback of the team. When your head coach is saying, look at my quarterback on third down, fourth quarter drives, winning four or five of them, and look at him in the red zone, those are all the things that coaches talk about, all those positivities. If he's doing it as a freshman, we're looking at another danger here. Like Lamar Jackson, how he came up and has been good and has gotten better. Francois could be that guy, Heisman hopeful, three good seasons under his belt, potentially go 
to the NFL after that. Respect. Mad respect is what I would have to say for that. Uh, he said that he believes the team has so much respect for him and they understand when he says things and does things, they respond and he does a great job of communicating to his teammates and getting them to come along with him and very proud of the development he's made and he's fun to coach. So speaking on having the respect of the team and coming up big in big time situations means that DeAndre Francois and Florida State aren't going anywhere but up. And for him to do what he did as a freshman, I'm just telling you right now, DeAndre Francois is about to about to wreak havoc on college football. D- Derwin James, to go back to his response to me about watching from the sideline and gaining through adversity, he said it was a long experience that I went through. Of course, I wanted to be out there. I learned a lot watching it, viewing it from a coaching standpoint, which I think is always good. You know, when players get injured, you can... You can literally sit there and mope and feel bad for yourself. Or you could do what Derwin did, where I feel like this is the best opportunity. You get to watch the game and learn it from a coaching standpoint. So he said he learned a lot from the coaches and helped the players the best way he could on and off the field. Now he can help them on the field with some hard hits. DeAndre Francois, two questions to him. What he can say about having some losses on offense at skill positions. He said, yeah, we lost a lot of weapons, but I feel like we have a lot of young guys that have been working hard in the playbook. And he feels like they'll come in with a great mindset. Not too much said about it, but as I said, when it comes to Florida State, their fourth and fifth string guy it inevitably can end up starting and being one of the best players in their history. Then he went on to say, I asked him about his takeaways from last year that will help establish him as a better player going into this year. Just learning from my mistakes, not making the same mistake twice, understanding I'm not perfect. If you, me, you, me, and the tree, you, me, and everybody in the world could understand that we are not perfect. And that doesn't mean that do the status quo. You know, that, I'm not talking about that. I'm not wondering when somebody goes, I'm not perfect, that doesn't mean go out and sin and be a total jerk. It means take the pressure off of yourself of having to be perfect. Be the best you can be. They're very different. Because the best you can be is perfection to God. Perfection in this world, it changes. Because perception changes perfection. You'll never be perfect to everybody. You only have to be good enough for yourself. Shout out to DeAndre Francois for being a young kid that's literally left and right showing me how He's young, but he didn't act young, and he doesn't play young. And he said, understanding the most important play is the next play. Respect that, too. That was another one I wanted to take out of that. So we have now come to our final portion of the Atlantic Coast Conference, Atlantic Division, players and coaches inside a wake-up call. This full feel of the 2017-18 season, hearing from all seven Atlantic Division teams of the ACC has now brought us to the seventh team, saving the best for all of these listeners that I know are very excited to hear this. Dino Babers, linebacker Zaire Franklin, and quarterback Eric Dungy, your representatives of your Syracuse Orange, are coming up right now. First and foremost with Dino Babers. couple questions that I asked to Dino. You're going to hear them both. Then you'll hear from Zaire, a couple questions I asked him, and you'll hear from a couple that I sent over to Eric Dungy. Starting first and foremost with Dino Babers, 
about bringing in some transfers like Jordan Martin and Devin Butler, as well as some junior college players. What he can say about bringing in guys that have experience that can add depth to his team and what his takeaway is from the leadership coming in. And this is what Dino had to say. Just what you can say about their veteran leadership and obviously the importance of them representing the team here today. You know, let me start with Zaire since he's already stepped out of the room. I don't like talking nice about him when he's around. You know, the first time that I met him, well, I did before I met him, someone came up to me and said, hey, who's going to be your captain? I said, hey, I don't know yet. And the individual said, Zaire's going to be your captain. I didn't know who Zaire was. I'm like, okay, great. And then I met Zaire and I told him, hey, somebody said, oh, you're going to be my captain. And he says, yeah, I will be. from Dino Babers and heading over to the defensive side of the ball for middle linebacker Zaire Franklin, who's been a captain on the team for a long time. And this was his third time representing Syracuse at the ACC kickoff. And this is what he had to say. season, the second season under Dino, just what you can say about how you guys have kind of gelled through the spring and, and how you're working out here in the summer, just what you can say about how far along you are in this defense and how comfortable some veterans like yourself are in this defense. Um, a year or two, you know, under the same staff, uh, it's definitely a major transition. Um, nothing really comes as a surprise anymore. We are very comfortable not only with the coaches, but also with the strength and conditioning staff. Whether it's all the summer workouts, all the schemes wise, we're a lot more comfortable and ready to attack it rather than just having things thrown at us and having to adjust. Um, 
from Zaire Franklin over to the offensive side of the ball for the Syracuse Orange and quarterback Eric Dungy. I told fans, and this is 44 seconds, which I found ironic that it's exactly 44 seconds, this conversation with Eric Dungy and the number 44 in its history with Syracuse. A couple questions, Eric Dungy, starting off with just what he could say about growing through adversity, having injury for a couple seasons, what he can say about the importance of staying healthy for him and how he's worked to get to a point where he can have this full season in front of him. I told some of those that covered other teams in the ACC, or maybe Syracuse not as much, Syracuse with Eric Dungy, very dangerous team. Syracuse with Eric Dungy, bowl team. Syracuse without him, kind of good at times, but never going to be great. Dungy, this season, can be something special. He has the opportunity of creating and sustaining if he stays healthy. So we speak on his body, and this is what he had to say. Yeah, I put on uh, about 20 pounds since the last season, so I finally had a plenty of weight that I'm comfortable with. Um, but staying healthy is obviously important. You need a quarterback out there. And, um, you know, I'm taking the most reps, and that's the most important thing is getting reps in this offense. So uh, I'm doing my team um, bad if I'm not out there. It's unfair to me, so I just got to take my body. Eric, just what you've been saying about bringing in four wide receivers, just Coach Babers and the staff dedication to the offense and dedication to you having some new weapons out there. Um, it's awesome. You know, you never have enough weapons out there. Uh, the, the receivers that we brought in, they're, uh, they're learning right now. A couple are looking really good, and you know, a couple you can tell are going to be very good. So I'm excited to see their growth and how they uh, adjust. We're going to discuss what Eric Dungy just had to say, as well as what. Zaire Franklin said, and of course, the head coach of the team, what Dino Babers had to say about the upcoming season and so much more. We will get to that in just a moment after this fast break. You will get my breakdown of the thoughts and going over some of the things that stuck out to me from Dino Babers as well as Zaire Franklin and Eric Dungy coming up shortly, but not before you hear this. This is a wake-up call, Fast Break. Since 1984, the Press Box has been a staple of Oswego, New York, and upstate New York in its entirety. Located on 29 East 1st Street in Oswego, right by the water, it is your two-tier restaurant with a fully stocked sports bar and outdoor patio, giving you different experiences throughout the seasons. Fit for every single time of year, the Press Box on 29 East 1st Street in Oswego, New York, is owned and operated locally by the Canale family that put a personal touch on every single time you walk through the door. Whether it's watching a game, coming for the live coaches show, or whatever your journey may be, the Press Box is open Sundays from 8 8 a.m. to 9 p.m., Monday through Friday from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m., and on Saturdays from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. For more information, call 315-343-0308. That's 315-343-0308. The Press Box truly is the one place you can't afford to miss in Oswego. This is Dr. Tim Whiting of Sterp Chiropractic and Wellness Center. Here at Sterp Chiropractic, we strive to provide our patients with the highest quality of care in a comforting and welcoming atmosphere. We are not simply pain doctors. 
We spent time looking at the whole body and addressed each patient's needs and goals. This usually includes chiropractic adjustments, muscle work, and tips on nutrition and supplementation that fits each patient's needs. We want to develop a plan that promotes overall health and wellness and focuses on future injury prevention. Our office is located at 1628 West Genesee Street in Syracuse. Please give us a call at 315-472-7128 with any of your chiropractic or wellness needs. This is Kira from Looking Glass Events, where we're always giving you a reason to celebrate. Whether you have a small business, large business, personal event, or a wedding, we are available to plan and coordinate your dream event to life. Every detail, every step, Looking Glass Events is working with you all the way. Call us at 315-702-4653. That's 315-702-4653. Or contact us through our website, lgweddingsandevents.com. Looking Glass Events giving you a reason to celebrate. Utica Pizza Company spells family. Your family, my family, their family. The recipes that they have shared with each other throughout the years and have now been so gracious to share them with us. I can sit here and talk with you about all the great things that are on the menu. We'd be here forever. So let me say this. Utica Pizza Company is second to none. And now you can bring it home with you and you can dine in in the restaurant. UticaPizzaCompany.com will give you all the information that you need. And let me say, these Utica Greens, they're the best. Utica Pizza Company. Call them and place your order at 315-214-3060. That's 315-214-3060. Families break bread at Utica Pizza Company. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Happy to be back here with you, as always, on the live feed on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. And on the homepage where you can catch the live feed as well on wakeupcalldt.com. So very happy to have you here. Appreciate it as always. And thank you for tuning into the show. It means a lot and, you know, it goes a long way. So much appreciated that you're a part of the show today and always. So thank you for that. Here to round out the show, like I said, the Atlantic Division of the ACC is what we're talking about. And we have been discussing... The quotes given to me in direct responses to my questions from coaches and players of Wake Forest, Louisville, Boston College, NC State, Clemson, Florida State, so on and and so forth here. I believe I, I sent them all to you. Louisville, Wake Forest, Boston College, NC State, Clemson, and Florida State, which has now brought us to Syracuse. You just heard before the break from Dino Babers, Zaire Franklin, and Eric Dungy. I want to go back to Dino Babers on what he had to say about the junior college players coming in, as well as transfers Jordan Martin and Denver, Devin Butler, pardon me. He said, I'm not going to talk about guys that haven't played for us yet, but he did bring up Ambat Atawo and said, listen, Amba came in as a transfer from the University of Maryland where he had 40 career catches, and he goes almost over 100 catches at Syracuse, third-team All-American. So he said, we're looking for impacts like that. He said, I'm not going to talk on these guys. They just joined our family. I don't know how they're going to fit. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't want to talk on them until I see them. But I will tell you, look at what Ahmed Atawo did. We'd love to have something like that again. Leadership of Eric Dungy on offense as well as Zaire Franklin on defense. What he can say about veteran leadership and the importance of those two gentlemen representing the team at the ACC kickoff 
And then he kind of, he made a joke, and I love the story that he told. He said, you know, I want to talk about Zaire now that he's out of the room. <laughs> and he said, I don't like talking nice about him when he's around. And then he laughed. He said, somebody came up to him and said, Zaire Franklin's going to be your captain. And he said, I don't know who Zaire was. I'm like, okay, great. Then I met Zaire, and I told him somebody said that he was going to be my captain. And he said, yeah, I will be. And then Dino responded, he said, I said, wait a minute. <laughs> it just made me think of, it made me think of Kevin Hart where Kevin's like, oh, he's like, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. What? Wait a, wait a minute. No, mm -mm, no. And so he said, we'll see about that. After about five practices, he was. So he's like, Zaire is very unique. Never seen anybody like him. And he said, you know, if he plays and has the type of season he's supposed to have, I think he'll be second three, three time, the second three-time captain in the history of Syracuse football. And our history goes way back, he said. Back, way back, way, way back. So I thought that was cool. And he said it's a testament to the type of young man Zaire is, and he's really, really an amazing individual. So you know when a, when a coach or anybody uses the word twice to describe you, that's very good for you. That he's a really, really amazing individual. Very, very good. Very, very unique, I should say. is that That's what he quoted. And then he said when you talk about Eric Dungy, he's the quarterback of an up-tempo, fa up fast NFL-style offense. It's not a four. I love this quote. So for those of you that took it and used it as your own, I, I hope you have a good day. Um, but it is not a Ford Pinto. It is a racing car. Don't get Ford mad at me. I know Ford doesn't make the Pinto anymore. When I was in high school, I drove a Ford Pinto hatchback, baby blue in color hatchback. But he's not driving a Pinto. He's driving a racing car. And when we go around the corners, the tires need to sing. And if you're, and then he said, and that's the way we handle our offense. He's an extension of the coaching staff, which I thought was a great honor to him. And if you're not ready for that responsibility, then you probably need to go play quarterback somewhere else. Big words from the head coach. Love it. Because it's a big-time job for a big-time individual. And if you can handle it, good things will happen to you. Just ask the people before him. Respect. Babers has worked with some, some good quarterbacks. I know Romo gets a lot of flack, but he's still Tony Romo. So Dungy saying, so Dino saying about Dungy, listen, you're driving a racing car, not a Ford Pinto. I know what a Ford Pinto is like because I drove a Ford Pinto. When we go around the corner, the tires need to sing. I love that quote. When we go around the corner, the tires need to sing sing very cool very very cool and then he said listen if you want to be successful look at the people before you look at their hard work if you can't be an extension of my coaching staff get off my team love it love it and it's not a threat to to eric dungy it's a statement and i love it and then as far as zaire franklin record-setting third time it's an honor i take great a great deal of pride in it then my coaches feel the way in the program honestly just gave me the responsibility to be represented 
and be considered an ambassador of the program for three state year three straight years. And then I like he that he did, you know, Zaire's honest. And he said, I'm not gonna lie, it's not too fun the third time around, but I do it for Syracuse. So he goes from saying, This is a great honor to saying, I'm not gonna lie to you. It, after you know, after the third time, I'm like, okay, guys, but doing it for Syracuse is big. And then uh, to look at where the team is defensively, a year or two under the same staff is definitely a major transition. Respect. Nothing comes as a, as a surprise anymore. We're very comfortable. Good for Syracuse fans to hear. Not only with the coaches, but with the strength and conditioning staff. Whether it's all the summer workouts and all the schemes, wise, we're a little more, we're a lot more comfortable and ready to attack it rather than just having things thrown at us and having to adjust. And now he's excited about going into year two and seeing what the team can be. Eric Dungey, about keeping his body healthy and just what he could say about learning through adversity, you could tell he put on 20 pounds and that it's all muscle since last season. He said, I'm at a playing weight that he's comfortable with. Staying healthy is obviously important. Respect. You need a quarterback out there and I've taken the most reps, and that's the most important thing is getting reps in the offense. I'm doing my team bad if I'm not out there, and it's unfair to them. So I've just got to protect my body. Very good words from Eric Dungy. Scott Schaefer hoped he protected his body. Dino Babers was hoping he protected his body. And, you know, Dino said last year to me when we were on the teleconference, my hope is not that he's running in this offense. My hope is that is not that he's out there running the ball, but he may have to do it more than we would have liked him to because the offense was developing, and it's the first year under a new head coach and, and a, new, a totally new staff. So inevitably, he ran the ball more than a coach would maybe want to see him run the ball and the nervousness of protecting his body. But Dungy put on the 20 pounds. He added muscle. He's got a bigger frame now. And he said, listen, i got to protect my body because if I'm not out there, it's unfair to my team. Appreciate those words. And then I said, you know, bringing in four wide receivers with this incoming true freshman class, you know, you lose Ahmed Atawo, but you have Steve Ishmael who's been there. You have Irv Phillips who's been there. You lose Brisley Esteem, but now you bring in these four young cats. And I said, what does that mean to you about the dedication to the offense by the coaching staff and the dedication to you having weapons. It's awesome, he said. You can never have enough weapons, as you heard. He said, I'm excited to see their growth and how they adjust. So he's excited. Babers is excited, but Dungy's like Babers in the sense of, we don't know what we're getting. We think these transfers can be good for us because Amba was. But we can't just say it's because of Amba. They have to show what they can do. We anticipate that these junior college players and these transfers can be good for us because they've had experience. These true freshmen, we have a lot of hopes from watching them in high school, but we don't know what they're going to do. Which brings us to the moment of uncertainty, which means I'm not going to say a lot about these people until I see them out there and see what they're capable of, and then we'll go from there.